Hey, Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am one of your hosts, Jake Javarelli, and my co-host, Blockchain John, here for the 431st episode of the show that we've been listening to all this time. Thank you all for listening. As long as you've been listening, you guys are awesome. What's been going on, John? You sound like you're tired. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I'm trying to wake up here. Uh, yeah, it's been a long day, man. Uh, we just wrapped up the finale of Y Combinator over at Hacker Dojo. Um, and it was a, actually, I think it was a really good success, man. Everybody was very happy of how things went and, uh, it looks like they're going to continue on, uh, on a month to month. Like, um, I guess like a startup meetup just to get some extra practices in there. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Aside from that, uh, I'm just now just focused on our, uh, our trip next week, bro. We're going to Vegas. We're yeah. Going to Vegas. Yep. First yep. time, man. Smell, yeah, for you. It's been a while for me. <laughs> and it's probably been no time at all for Mike since he goes there all the time. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, so thanks for checking out the, the show. We got here the coin tree. You can check out every single link that we have, all of the donation places, and, of course, every single place you can check us out on social media as well as YouTube if you're already watching us here. And Odyssey, if you're watching us there, we appreciate the fact that you're watching us. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, you can also check out our t-shirts. We've got the black and the white diamond hand shirts and the stacks hats and hodl like our sign-off always says. Remember, diamond hands never sell. And now the market's going up. All you diamond hands are making the money that you, you know, from having bought at the bottom. In fact, that's going to be our next t-shirt, isn't it, right? Buy the effing dip. <laughs> yeah. Buy TF dip. Right, anyway. So uh, on to the job of the day here. Crypto jobs list. Holds, uh, we actually have this on our Discord channel. And you can check it out anytime you like. There's always tons of stuff. Our, our local Satoshi Nakamoto posts this. He's our bot. Uh, posts this everything for uh, for our jobs channel. And this particular job is director of DeFi strategy of DeFi strategy at Telos Network. Here, uh, do you eat, sleep, and breathe DeFi and Web 3.0? Uh, even I don't do that much. Uh, Telos is looking for a DeFi strategist who can lead the direction and growth of the Telos DeFi ecosystem in addition to helping grow activity, DApps, or, uh, yeah, DApps, and TVL, total value locked within the DeFi ecosystem. This role will also be responsible for helping grow the Telos DeFi community by communicating in community channels, a whole lot of community there, hosting events, Twitter spaces, and creating educational content. So, Director of DeFi Strategy at Talos Network. And the quote of the day from our favorite uh, Dan Held. It's a quote one, a short one here, but it's a funny one. Dan said on August 7th, It's August 2022, and it still only costs $230 to become a Satoshi millionaire. That's, that's basically the minimum price to get 1 million Satoshis. Remember, if you have 100 million Satoshis, you have 1 Bitcoin. And uh, just showing you guys quickly here through the uh, Discord channel, please, if you like talking to us and talking about crypto in general, we have a lot of content and a lot of interesting things to do on our Discord channel. John has made certain of that. Moving over to the news, starting here with Decrypt. John, you want to take it away with Tornado's Cash? little uh, <laughs> sure. funny this action they did. This uh, written by Matt DeSalvo, uh, provided by Decrypt.co. Tornado Cash users dust. Hundreds of public wallets, including celebs Jimmy Fallon, Steve Aoki, and Logan Paul. An anonymous troll is sending celebrities Ethereum from a Tornado Cash wallet, presumably as a way to demonstrate how difficult it will be for the U.S. government to enforce its ban 
on the mixing service. So far, Jimmy Fallon, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, and YouTuber Logan Paul are among the celebrities who dusted by the troll, meaning their Ethereum wallets have received small amounts of Ethereum. Yesterday, the U.S. Treasury Department sanctioned Tornado Cash an Ethereum coin mixing tool. Tornado Cash previously pooled together transactions in order to obscure their origins and make it much more difficult to work out where digital cash was being sent from. The authorities claimed that criminals, including Lazarus Group, a North Korean state-sponsored hacking group, used the app to launder billions of dollars worth of dirty funds. Dirty. Disgusting. Disgusting. It is now illegal for American citizens to interact with Tornado Cash, and that may include receiving funds from addresses using the app. But in reality, it's, it is impossible to stop other people from sending crypto to your wallet address if it is publicly known. Today's troll is proving this. Musicians, internet celebrities, and even tech CEOs all received tiny amounts of Ethereum from an anonymous Tornado Cash user. So far, Puma, Beeple, Steve Aoki, and even the Ukrainian crypto donations Ethereum address all interacted with the criminal address. Will the authorities take action? Question mark. <laughs> Ooh, I love that, man. That was like the best one, man. I mean, it's trolling, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, the whole point of this is because you can't, you can't uh, stop people from sending money, spending you money, unless you know if they know your address. If they don't know your address, like the that that uh, tornado cash doesn't know my address, would I be pissed if they sent me money? <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. Uh, Coinbase, Coinbase poised. Post, poist, poist, that's interesting. Andre Bogonsky writes, uh, Coinbase posts a $1 billion net loss in quarter two as the stock falls a 29%. Ouch. Coinbase stock down 10% just a day, falling more than 4% in the last, in the last few hours, after hours rather, following an underwhelming earnings report for the second quarter of the year. That would be uh, March through June. Coinbase under underperformed compared to analysts' expectations, posting $808.3 million in revenue for quarter two, compared to an estimated $832 million. Oh, big difference. That would be brought in by the cryptocurrency exchange. Not really all that surprising. The total number of users conducting transactions over the on the platform totaled only $9 million, down by over 200000 in the last three months. Compared to the same quarter a year prior, Coinbase showed a gain of the same amount, adding 200,000 mo monthly active users over the course of a year. <clears throat> Company notched a $1.1 billion in net losses over the past financial quarter, its second quarter of negative income. I wonder why that is. You know, why is it? Is this something that's been happening in the last six months? Um, in Q2 of last year, Coinboost uh, net income reached $1.6 billion. Coinbase makes its money on fees paid by users, and believe me, they are really heavy fees uh, when trading on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Trading volume exchange was down 29% in Q2. I'm not really going to go into the long, this is a pretty long article. So um, anyways, it's just making the point that Coinbase lost a lot of money and it's probably because of the bear market. Yep. Moving on. We did a lot of other uh, centralized exchanges, lost a lot of money, some of them went bankrupt. Now the question is, is Coinbase on the brink of bankruptcy? Bum, bum, bum. I doubt it. All right, next news written by Jason Nelson, once again provided by Decrypt.co. Ethereum DeFi exchange Curve suffers front-end hack. Attacks, tar attacks targeting blockchain companies show no sign of slowing down. Decentralized trading platform's Curve Finance confirmed reports that its website has suffered a front-end attack on Tuesday. 
Don't use the front end yet. Investigating, Curve Finance tweeted. <laughs> Hackers apparently compromised a Curve website or domain name to redirect unwitting users to their transactions to a malicious destination. Of course. According to Web3 on-chain sleuth Zach, uh, Zach XBT, the thieves made off with $570,000 in Ethereum, which they sent to the fixed float cryptocurrency exchange to launder the money. Explode said it had frozen 112 ETH around $191,000 of stolen funds. Our security department has frozen part of the funds in the amount of 112 ETH in order for our security departments to be able to sort out what happened as soon as possible. Please email info at fixfloat.com. Let's see here. Launched in 2020, Curve Finance is a decentralized exchange, automatic market maker. Da, 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 let's scroll on down here. So what happened? Uh, a few hours after uh, the its original notice, Curve Finance said the issue had been found and resolved. If you have approved any contracts on Curve in the past few hours, please revoke immediately. The company warned, also advising its users to proceed cautiously. The Curve.exchange website appears unaffected. They reported. So basically, there was just a reroute on on the uh, yeah uh, on web, the website. Right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean that, which is not that bad in 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 all reality. I mean. Yeah, that's the, like this the is the problem with centralized reality. exchanges, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm not really like it could have been a lot worse. I mean, a reroute of website that happens all the time. Yeah, it just also time. depends on where you are. Yeah, so but, it uh, happened in Iran, didn't it? Like. Three or four years ago. Yeah, what what, I, what I'm trying to get at is that uh, as long as it wasn't the smart the smart contract, as long as it wasn't the chain, as long as it wasn't the exchange itself, then okay, fine, okay. Yeah. You reroute the website, you're, you're able to successfully reroute that. You know, the domain name, fine. Mm -hmm. You you got lucky this time. Yeah. Because they caught it. <laughs> so letting you go on for years. Anyways, another article from Ripple regarding uh, uh well, decrypt. Regarding Ripple, my bad, from Andrew Thorvalos. Ripple is considering buying bankrupt crypto lender Celsius assets, this report says. Ripple Labs, the blockchain payments company behind XRP, may be interested in purchasing assets belonging to the insolvent crypto lending company Celsius. What assets are we talking about here, Ripple? A company spokesperson told Reuters that Ripple is interested in learning about Celsius and its assets and whether it could be relevant to our business. When asked whether Ripple planned to wholly acquire Celsius, the spokesperson declined to say. Cell, the native token, uh, utility token of Celsius platform, rose 23% on Wednesday following this news. It has been up quite a bit. It was like $2.30 last I looked. Celsius froze its user's asset. Yeah, we already know this stuff. Um, yeah, so a lot of stuff went bankrupt. The filings revealed that the lending firm's assets included cash, cryptocurrencies, companies' own Celsius cell tokens, and various digital assets within the custody accounts, loans, and Bitcoin mining business. However, weighed against the firm's liabilities, the company still logged a $1.19 billion deficit on its balance sheets. Hmm. Is it, could it be the bear market? Maybe. Um, <laughs> and the odds of the company's creditors getting their money back looks grim. Not grim. Grim. Grim being bad. The filings showed the Ripple was not Celsius' major creditor. Still, the firm submits filings seeking representation in the lender's bankruptcy proceedings last week. So, uh, yeah, I, it, it just feels weird to me. 
not that Ripple did prove that it's not you know security. So it 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 had its day in court. It said it's not true, but it was under investigation for a while there. And now it's like, hey, since we've been vindicated, we're gonna buy those jerks over there <laughs> who were uh, laundering your money. And then of course, what what was it that? Um, Celsius claimed, like, well, you know, you guys gave us your stuff, and when you gave it to us, you signed it over saying it's technically ours. <laughs> not, not cool, Celsius. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's just to come up and Ripple's going, bringing it, bringing it to bear on Celsius and their jerkish behavior. Anyways, moving on. Moving on to Matt DeSalvo. Um, Binance is not ruling out support for Ethereum proof of work. Work. Hmm. Binance, the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange by volume, said today that it would not rule out support for Ethereum's upcoming controversial fork, ETH POW. The exchange announced it would support the merge, a protocol change expected to take place on or around September 19th, which completes Ethereum's long-awaited upgrade to a proof-of-stake consensus mechanism. That much was expected. But the company also added that it would be it would it would possibly support the merge resistors who plan to continue to use proof of work and create a spin-off network and cryptocurrency. In case of new fork tokens, Binance will evaluate the support for distribution and withdrawals of the forked tokens. Its Wednesday statement reads. In order to protect Binance users, all fork tokens will go through the same strict listing reviews process as Binance does for any other coin slash token, the company added. In September, the Ethereum network will upgrade to ETH 2.0 instead of being a proof-of-work blockchain. It will be proof-of-stake, which will eliminate the need for miners. But validators are not miners will keep the network secure by locking up the network's crypto. The exchange is expected to make Ethereum faster, more scalable, and much more energy efficient. Proponents of the shift also say the upgrade will help to keep the inflation in check for network's native crypto ETH. But the end Ethereum proof of work will undoubtedly have a negative impact on the network's miners who rely on mining rewards as a source of income. Let's scroll on down a bit here and let's go down to... So far, major exchanges like Justin Sun's Poloniex and Huobi have said they will support the fork by listing the tokens, and BitMEX said Monday it would launch a futures contract for ETHW. Meanwhile, Circle, the company behind the second biggest stablecoin, USDC, said it would only support ETH 2.0. Tether, the biggest stablecoin provider, also explicitly announced it would back the merge, adding that it was, quote, Important <clears throat> important that the trans transition to proof of stake is not weaponized to cause confusion and harm within the ecosystem. But guess what? It's it's going to happen. Sounds like centralization to me. <laughs> yeah, all these big uh, corporations are, and that's what I, that's what yeah. I told you on the la last episode is that you know if PO uh, ETH POW does happen, it's going to be reverted back to like a hobby coin because all these corporations are going to undoubtedly, like I told you uh, last episode, they're going to they're going to yeah. move to proof of stake. They will. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to move all their stuff over there, be, right? Exactly. Yeah, it it, it it just it just makes them more of a centralized company, and that's what they want, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is the reason I don't support ETH or almost anything on ETH, just by the fact that there's a lot of money on it. It's like the whole point. How do I put it exactly? The trolls have come to reclaim their prize. Right, they're like, well, we had all the centralization before on U.S. dollars, we don't want to lose that. So, anyways, 
Moving on to Sam Bankman-Fried, who's definitely not a troll, though he kind of looks like one. Sam Bankman-Fried Voyager deal likely $70 million down the drain. Not surprisingly, written this both uh, Stacey Ellen and Daniel Roberts co-wrote this article on Decrypt. FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried happily acknowledges that the deal his companies have made to bail out troubled crypto lenders amid the crash don't necessarily look so great. The goal in each case, he says, it's not an amazing deal, but merely an okay deal, and to limit how much he's throwing good money after bad, he's said on the latest episode of Decrypt's GM podcast, we came into this knowing that that these were not necessarily going to be winners for us. We're comfortable with that fact. I mean, you can... If you have several billion dollars and you lose 70 million, that's probably not that bad. I think when you look at Voyager, we'll see what happens. But best guess is like that 70 million is going to go down the drain. Probably won't see it again. As in they might just close that company up and uh, absorb all their people. Since Voyager filed for bankruptcy in early July after issuing a default notice to insolvent hedge fund Three Arrows Capital, its stock plummeted and then got delisted. Voyager's bankruptcy filing revealed that Bankman-Fried's Alameda Research, which extended Voyager a half-billion-dollar line of credit, owes Voyager $377 million, or basically two-fifths of a billion. If uh, a few weeks into the bankruptcy proceeding, FTX proposed a rescue deal that Voyager called a low-ball bid dressed up as a white knight rescue. But... You guys are in bankruptcy. Take the take the deal. Last week, the firm approved to return $270 million to its affected customers. Alameda has so far extended $70 million of the line to credit to Voyager, and the amount Bankman Fried is referring to is basically lost. The way we structured it was basically, yeah, stop repeating yourself, Decrypt. <clears throat> Bankman Fried is more optimistic about the ways things are fared at BlockFi, where the total line of credit is only $680 million, hardly anything, and includes the option for FTX to acquire BlockFi at a variable price of up to $240 million based on the performance triggers, BlockFi CEO Zach Prince said on Twitter in early July. We are able to get them to a place where they are really strong, and this is just propping talk, uh, where they're able to continue up, blah, 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 don't really care. The two deals uh, Bankman-Fried did make, BlockFi and Voyager, came in the process of reaching out to many other struggling crypto companies and finding them unwilling or unable to participate in his view. So, yeah, um, I feel like this is a throwaway article, and I'm sorry that I included it because it feels like it was actually saying something, but now that I've gone through it more detailed instead of just browsing through the top three lines, uh, I apologize Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, last news of the day, written by Andrew S. McCall. Crypto exchange Coinflex plans $84 million restructuring in Seychelles. Hmm. Seychelles. See, yeah. Seychelles. She sells Seychelles by the Seychelles. We all, <laughs> we all sell Seychelles. Okay. Crypto derivatives exchange Coinflex. Uh, is seeking a quick resolution to its latest legal troubles as it files for restructuring in the NSA Shells Court, according to Bloomberg. The exchange, which intends to raise $84 million to pay off its debt, seeks approval from depositors and the court on its proposed plan to issue depositors with RVUSD tokens, equity, and a locked version of the platform's native token, FlexCoin. Per the report, CoinFlex informed customers of its restructuring process via email on Tuesday. Quote, we look forward to welcoming a new group of share, uh, share, sh- sh- yeah, shareholders to CoinFlex, 
and are glad to be in a jurisdiction where we can quickly resolve the situation and return maximum value to depositors, CoinFlex CEO Mark Lamb told Bloomberg. The uh, CoinFlex saga. Ooh, should I go into this detail? It's, uh, yeah, I can, let's try it. Okay, CoinFlex halted withdrawals from its platform at the end of June, citing extreme market conditions and continued uncertainty involving a counterparty. The exchange later identified the counterparty that the early Bitcoin pioneer and investor Tom Bitcoin Cash promoter Roger Veer accused him of defaulting on a $47 million loan, something that Veer himself denies. The That figure was later updated to $84 million, with CoinFlex entering arbitration with Veer in a Hong Kong court. The exchange also created a corresponding liability in the form of a liability token called Recovery Value USD, or RVUSD, which it intends to sell to resolve a shortfall created after a certain high net worth individual failed to provide the liquidity <laughs> required to meet his margin call. A oh. certain high net worth individual? <laughs> Is that individual yeah. one? No. <laughs> yeah. CoinFlex has since made 10% of the user, user funds available for withdrawals, although the majority of customers' deposits remain inaccessible. Last week, in a move aimed at cutting costs, the exchange also announced a staff reduction that affects, affected a significant number of CoinFlex team across all departments and geographies. Quote, the intention is to remain right-sized for an, an entity considering a potential acquisition or uh, of or partnership opportunity with CoinFlex, the company said at the time. As for the pro proposed restructuring, in addition to finalizing the in, uh, instruments necessary to address what CoinFlex calls the mismatch between our available assets, the exchange also plans to create the so-called locked balances markets. It sounds like a, just a freaking mess. It's a word salad, right? They're just like yeah. all the words that, that you yeah. obviously understand what we're saying here. We're saying Everything. the words. What does he mean when he says I'm words? Almost, I'm almost done here. The exchange also plans to create these so-called locked balance, uh, balances markets. Those would be traded uh, against unlocked balances on the platform. The idea, as the company laid out in a recent blog post, is that users who want more immediate liquidity on their frozen funds can exit their positions or sell them to customers that are interested in the proposed recovery plan involving the RV, USD token, equity, and flex coin. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not interested. I'll stay far away from that. Yeah. You guys, Roger Veer has been uh, a little drama queen for the longest time. Yeah. He's, this is not new. He's he, This guy's an OG. I, I respect him as an OG. Like, seriously, I, I, I bow down to Roger Veer because he is an OG, but... Um, he's he's a drama queen, so you know, and he's always pretty much been that way, you know. So, whatever, see what happens. Anyways, let's wrap it up. All right, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And as we have said many a time, if you would uh, do us the favor of checking out our t-shirt shop, just of course doing yourself a favor because they're pretty cool t-shirts. Uh, and also, if you'd like to donate, you know where it is on the coin tree. And of course, you can only get your coin tree; they're free. If you like having, you know, some. Something representative on your Twitter account or on some other social media accounts. Great way to check it out. And, uh, that's all we got to say for today. So thanks for joining us. And as we always do at the end of the show, stack sats and hodl. And hodl. Adios. Adios.